the bingo and the boys are getting stinko We think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night The glasses, they will tinkle when our eyes begin to twinkle And we think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night With Irish Jim O'Connell, there and Scotty Jack McDonnell There's Hunky Frederick Herschel getting tight, but that's all right There's Happy German Fritzy there with Frenchie getting tipsy And even Joe the Gypsy knows it's Saturday tonight Nell and Mary Ann and Mabel come to join us at the table And tell us how the bingo went tonight, we'll look afraid But if they win the money, we'll be laughing at the honey boys Cause everything is funny for it's Saturday tonight Yeah, the girls have out the bingo and the boys are getting stink all They think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night The glasses, they will tinkle when our eyes begin to pickle Come and think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night Ah, play it through It's go time. Here we are with our 28th episode and oh man, it's going to be a good one. I'm your host, Justin, and as always, I am joined by my esteemed co-hosts, the virtuosos of vulgarity, the specialists of sermons, Donnie, Babe, and Cote. Well, Babe's still not here. Hopefully he joins us halfway through. Dizzy, he's back after missing our last episode, and as always, he's fishing through the cooler for BC's best brews. Gentlemen, we've got another great group of guests tonight on our show. Who do you think it is? It's another family. Who's missing? Donnie? Oh my God! Another family? Yep. After that last shit show, um, God, I don't know who the who in the heck will we have, Cote? Any idea? I I've Any? got an outside idea that it it might be a, uh, a family that they just show up kind of to spectate periodically at, at Dom Day, but Rex still legend. So I think it is Graham Gordon and his brother Colin. <laughs> I think that's who it possibly is. If, really? If, yeah, I think Graham Gordon. Yeah, he, you know, he speaks pretty well, and uh, it, I, I think it's going to be great. Hopefully, whoever, if I'm yeah. not correct, hopefully the family that it is is close to being of the articulate caliber that Graham is. You might be on to something there. I, I, w- I was thinking of the, of the Broadhurst family. I think Brian Broadhurst and his, his family, wherever they are. I think they, that's true. We haven't heard from them in a while, but it'd be great to have no. them on. So let, let's Justin I, fire away. I don't know. The, let's see what lame ducks you guys have arranged. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not the Patterson family because they're not here again. So uh, <laughs> here we go. Tonight's guests. They have won a combined four Dom Day championships, one Eddie Milton and one Mup Cup. Imagine how different those stats would look if the most athletic family member played in the tournament. Please welcome to the show, Eric Jordan and Alana Niskanen. No way. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it's not Graham. Wow. There'd be no fights on this podcast. You never know. You never know. Awesome stuff, guys. Welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? Nye, why don't we start with you? How are you doing? Just great. Thanks. Yeah, just great. Obviously, you know, everybody's having their difficulties with this uh, stupid thing that's going on, but everything is great. And uh, thanks for having us on the show. Good stuff. Jordan. No bloody time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, how are you doing? Great. You know, honestly, though, I think I think to get a couple accountants on during busy season, you know, what a privilege it is to be here at this time. Yeah, Timing I, is I, everything. Timing I, is everything. I was I was gonna say I don't think we're gonna want to see the billable hours after this one, but Dizzy will take care of it, I think. 
Well, it's a lot, it's a loss right. of income. It's yeah. a loss of income for sure. And Alana, how about how about you? How are things with you? Yeah, all all good. Jordan said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, but we'll save it for Dad to go over that one. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, it's coming. <laughs> awesome stuff. So, guys, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get through a little bit of an introduction to the Niskanens. Um, this is episode twenty-eight. Uh, a little, a little late for a guy who was drafted in Dom Day One, um, but little controversy around that. Donnie, what happened with Dom Day One and Eric Niskanen from your perspective? I, I don't know. I, I, from my perspective, I all I know is that Eric was was uh, an original, and in terms of he was there when we uh, conceived the tournament, um, and well, uh, well, let's, I'm sorry. Let's just- we're, we're going to get the, the record straight once and for all. Okay. So, so yes, I was there. I was one of the first guys, founding fathers, however you want to call it. But for some godforsaken reason, I was the last draft pick. So we're not quite sure how that happened other than I really stink at baseball, but I was the last draft pick. So it just ended up deciding saying, I can't take this kind of stuff. So I'm boycotting Dom day for 25 years. And that's it. That's all. Were you, were you the last pick? Huh? I were was you the last, last pick. I was absolutely. I was the last pick. Because I suck at baseball. So it was terrible. So I said, that's it. And Donnie, I said, I'm not playing for 25 years. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, 25 years went by and I had to play. <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was it. That was that was it. But in all honesty, it ended up being, we used to go away as a family on July 1st. It used to be a cottage weekend um, that we went to one of our friend's cottage and then it switched over to the kids ended up having a, a really close friend that had a cottage. And the only time we were ever invited was July 1st weekend. But so, but as the story goes, the boycott was 25 years and that's what it ended up. And speaking of that, we're kind of saying the same thing, like, why we're last at doing one of these podcasts it was going to be another boycott of dom day but i don't think i got another 20 years in me to boycott so i don't think i'm going to be able to do that but anyway we're here well you're on you're on episode 28 so it's not too far off the 25 (laughs) yeah we had and you're ahead of bobby you're ahead of bobby right yeah we still have a as long as Bobby. we're not last, then it's okay. If no, we you're were not last. last. Then we're, we were gonna, there's going to be some more controversy, no. but we're okay. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a lot more of these. If there, there's more <laughs> variants coming down the pike. There's yeah, no kidding. No yeah. kidding, eh? It's just uh, crazy. That's but good yeah, stuff. It, it was kind of funny that after 25 years was was the first time. That was it was, Dom Day 25? Or, I, think or it was, 20, I think it was actually 24. I think I came 24. 24. And, yeah, and then 25, and haven't, haven't and will not miss another one. So during those 24 years that you didn't play, you obviously didn't work on your baseball skills because you went right no. into the cage. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He must have he worked on them. Just I mean, a said, He's in the – he's in – what are you, a fifth rounder now, Eric? Yeah. Or? Uh, up to six. I get up six. to six. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So – but, no, I, I still stink. So it's still simple. <laughs> <laughs> So and, you don't have to listen to your kids. Just yeah. you know, just move on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Alana will spend a couple hours playing catch with you, and it'll help your game out a bit, right? Yeah, I, can't, <laughs> but, I can't catch her throws; they're too hard. 
spring training. Yeah. Fair enough. So um, maybe then, then Eric, the question is, so you go last, do you know why besides like that, that jumps out to me. How did you go last all those years ago? How did I go last? Oh, uh, the very first one. Really, and quite honestly, it was because I never did play baseball. Never. I mean, well, well I guess Donnie, you, you never really did either. But we just never, never played baseball. You know, I mean, we were too busy as our two other sports, the hockey, lacrosse thing. That baseball never really entered into it at all. So, but yeah, no, never really played. So, never played the game. So then, okay, so you you obviously go in the, the you know, last overall, you boycott, your 25 years comes comes and goes. Yeah. All of a sudden, Dom Day 24, you're back in this thing all these years later. What what brings you back? Like, you know, did somebody call you and convince you, twist your elbow? Like, what was the, what was the kind of thought process on finally coming back? Well, I finally woke up. I mean, it was finally, you know, someone slapped me in the head and saying, are you kidding? These are my friends. These are my family. Like it's time to time to join into one of the most exclusive, not exclusive, but one of the most fun things that can happen in this world. So, but quite honestly, one of the, the things that ended up happening, why, what, what happened the one time there was two, actually one was when I did play in the very first one and it was, it was over and we were actually ready to go to the party. And it was one of the things Donnie did and he, he might remember this. He might not, but, you know, he asked Donna, he said, are you coming to the party? And, you know, Donna was, well, I don't think so. You know, I don't really know anybody and, you know, don't feel right. And Donnie just put his hands on each one of her shoulders, looked her in the face and said, Donna, you're coming to the party. No ifs, ands, or buts. And from that day forward, it was just something that it, it really touched her. It really, really did. It was like, you know, she came and obviously you know, just fell in to be a part of the family. And it was just, it, it was the turning point, you know, for, for sure. There's no, no doubt about that. What Donnie did that day was, was awesome. And the kids, you know, they, they followed as well. So, so did, so. did Alana, Jordan, did you guys, uh, your dad's first rookie year, were you guys at the tournament that year or was it, were you guys, you know, young enough had other Canada day plans during that time? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't, I don't think we were born then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was 25 years. It was only uh, 15 years ago. So. Oh, fair, fair. I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, the biggest... Let's just pause for the accountant for one second on that one. <laughs> Stop I counting beans for a minute. Are getting to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Sorry, I was yeah, just... They I were there. Just... They were there? Yeah, they were there for sure. So then, so then was, maybe... Yeah, just when I was thinking about it, I'm like, that you were saying obviously the 25 year you had that in your head in terms of why you were coming back for, for us I think for us the first one and I was thinking about this before was one of the Queensway parties so I think probably the party you're mentioning that of when mom went to the party like we all went to the party and so when that when the Sunday or the last party was on the the place on the Queensway I just remember you know all of us pretty shy like how dad explained in terms of like okay we kind of feel like this is new right but so so welcoming but all I vividly remember is Justin as the year you're wearing and Derek the uh Hawaiian shirts do you remember that yeah. at Queensway and obviously we knew Justin we went to high school together Jordan and I was Justin and Carly but like we didn't really know them right and then we'll get to it but it's just crazy so I just vividly remember that that was the first I think for at least Jordan and I experience and then 
I think we slowly chipped away after that. Then it's like, okay, we'll come the Saturday a little bit and Sunday. And then, you know, after two, we were fully, you know, Friday onward. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it was the, the sort of the Bantam reunion and kind of watching the Saturday and some of the games and, and it, it kind of the pressure of being like, okay, you got to play next year. You got to play next year. And, uh, and I think so around like 2013, 2014 is when finally it just became, you know, the, the, the tradition. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, Jordan, you're, you're an okay ball player. You played ball growing up. So you weren't like, like your dad, right? Yeah. I mean, now, I, now I know why my draft stock suffered so much in the first year and why it was picked so low, but uh, your goddamn last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. So uh the first year so first year I played with the dogs which would have been with uh with Al and uh and Cash and obviously those are two legendary Dom Dayers who are just uh you know obviously I think encapsulate what Dom Day is and the competitiveness of it too I think even even just the idea of it being two pitches I was like wait so what happens if it's a bad pitch oh yeah you just swing at that like it was just it was crazy to walk into um and, you know, the first Dom day, I think there was a little bit of nerves and I probably turned, you know, a couple routine catches into making unnecessary dives for the highlight reel, trying to win a couple of awards. But, uh, but yeah, unfortunately it was unsuccessful there. Yeah. I was going to say, I think you lost rookie of the year to Danny Monroe that year. So, uh, always, always sucks yeah. when you go head to head with a Poobaz kid for uh, rookie of the year work. Cause he ain't coming out alive, but yeah. <laughs> I, and you know, I think over the years you realize a lot of politics come to play with those awards, not necessarily based on merit and who, you know, kind of thing. What? So, yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, Jordan, as somebody who now has a vote in these things, you're not supposed to be giving away our secrets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's funny um, stuff. That is a good one. And then, and then Atlanta, obviously, uh, for you coming to, coming to this tournament, probably one of the more athletic people in Dom day. Uh, what's it like when you're watching, you know, Dom day on the sidelines and seeing what is qualified as baseball every, every Canada day weekend. You might as well get straight to it. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe here's the, the real question is what round do you think you'd go in? Probably a record between Jordan and Dad, <laughs> a little higher. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, but like, I actually played, like, yeah, like Dad said, we did, Jordan and I both played baseball with people, but no, I'm just joking around. I think I'm gladly to be on the sidelines side and having fun on the on the side and judging where I can in terms of at least Dad and Jordan's baseball skills. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, you can judge mine too. There's uh, a, lot, a lot to be critiqued, I'll say that much for free. But yeah. so... No. If, okay. if you look back then, Alana, like when you first come to this thing, there's a lot of personalities that, that obviously jump out and, you know, some we'll, we'll talk about obviously how, you know, you knew Donnie, but who are some of the guys that for you, as you show up in this field, you look back and you go, holy shit, that name just jumped out to me early as like a guy who needed an explanation when I first met them. <laughs> needed an explanation. No, I don't think there's yeah. a lot of people that don't need any. Yeah, <laughs> fair think, enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that first party, I think another one I didn't mention that jumped up was Code Day. I think that was my first pint flip that, you know, that was basically, hi, I'm Code Day and let me show you my party trick. <laughs> 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 it went out guns a blazing. And so it still works. It still works. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still, I still ask for it every Sunday party. 
And he can still do it too. Yeah, that's a good party trick. That's conversation. Yep. I think, yeah, just like the first few, you're just kind of, for me anyways, I think Jordan too, like just, you're just, you know, my eyes are wide open and you're taking it all in. And it's just, you know, I think the best way to describe it is we'll get into it, obviously, but I just like literally don't laugh harder than I do the entire weekend, right? And then you start to meet people and it gets even deeper, right? Which is really the whole the whole spiel. So I think, yeah, it's just a little eye-opening at the beginning. I'm like, dad, who's that? Who's that? Tell me the backstory. And obviously, again, you know, we had some, we had some connections like you, Justin, obviously going to high school together, but it's just not the same of like what we've developed with your family over uh, Dom Day. Well, it's, it's funny because I, you know, and I do remember one of my first kind of inter- real interactions uh, with you to your point, you, you know, and I, I know we can, we laugh about this now, but I, Eric and I played together on, on the Dumac dogs. And this was, I think before Atlanta and Jordan came to, came to Dom day and we played on the Dumac dogs together and we won our first championship together. And of course, Atlanta and I had gone to high school together. Jordan and I had gone to high school and I think we were in front of, I, w- I want to say it was like near Croc Rock area. And we were, we were drunk and I bumped into her group of friends and, I, I don't think she really knew what Dom Day was. And I said, you know, I just won, I just won a baseball tournament with your dad. Your dad's the best thing ever. And Alana just looked at me flatly and she goes, like, I care. Oh. <laughs> and just Those kind my of, real words, Justin. <laughs> yeah, no, they might've been worse, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was, you know, my first kind of like real interaction with Dom Day with Alana. And then of course, you know, a few years later, she's in the tournament, not looking back like loves the thing just as much as ever, anybody. But um, to your point, obviously, Atlanta is how far we've come because we did obviously go to high school together. Jordan's in my, you know, fantasy baseball pool with some, some buddies. But then, of course, you know, this Dom Day thing comes along and it's this new level of friendship to people that you, you knew outside of kind of the Dom Day world. So it is kind of neat in that, that sense, absolutely. So, guys, I think one of the things that we wanted to really kind of parse through in this episode is, is, is nice athleticism. I know we talk a lot about, you know, guys who you look at them now and you go, Hey, that guy was, that guy was a, a superstar athlete in the day. And, and Chevy was one of those guys. So, um, well, but, thanks, but <laughs> not to compare you to Chevy because, <laughs> <laughs> because we've seen you play hockey and we'll, we'll get to the hockey skills in a second, but why don't we start maybe with, with lacrosse? I mean, Donnie, you played, played sports with Nye. Why don't you tell us a bit about, about Nye, Nye the, uh, the teen athlete. Donnie's up. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, you know, uh, so I first met Eric when I was 10 years old and, uh, you know, I tell the story. About, then? Uh, I don't know if there was or not, you know, and, uh, so, so it was my first year of lacrosse and, uh, and, uh, I get, I'm playing house league lacrosse and I get this call from this coach, Al Niskanen calls me and says, uh, Hey, can you come out? Uh, I want to, I want to see you and, and for a tryout. And this is like, not right at the beginning of the season. This is like a month or whatever into the season and calls me and he says, can you come down to Rexdale park? And, uh, so I go down to Rexdale park and I guess my dad took me or whatever. And I go out in the, in the box there and, and Eric's Eric's on the, on the team. And it was a, it was a pretty good team. And I was my first, you know, I was a month into playing my first, first year lacrosse and, and, uh, big Al who uh, I didn't know was big Al at that time was coach came up and said, here, 
And he was like, here, this is how you cross check. And he, he had, he grabs my stick and he shows me, and then you just pound the guy like this, like this. And that's, and so, you know, I was a defenseman, you know, back on in lacrosse when we had forwards and D I was a defenseman and big Al's telling me how to check. And he says, I want you to go out there and check these guys. <laughs> so, so I spent this hour or whatever it was at Rexdale park and I'm just checking guys. They're coming down one-on-one and I'm just laying the lumber on them. You know, and then after the after the practice, no, I don't know. I guess he talked to my dad or whoever and said, you know, we you want to have we want to have him on the team. So I joined the team, like, and then I got to know Eric, you know, and I got to know Eric through that, and uh, you know, a whole bunch of guys uh, that I ended up growing up with in sports, and uh, that was really my intro to Eric, and we became best buds. Um, you know, yeah, over the, sure. over the rest, rest of that summer. And, uh, and then I started following, uh, Eric's hockey once I, you know, I found out I played hockey as well, but not at the level he did and the, the teams that he was on and they, and I became really close with big Al too. And, uh, you know, he took me under his wing and, uh, he was such a great, great person. Uh, and, uh, he just always made me feel like, like Eric's brother. Really, I mean, it was every time I was around him, he was like, it was family, you know? And uh, so I remember uh, then going to Eric's hockey games, you know, and watching, you know, I don't know, you know, a couple of times in the winter, just going to watch yeah. his hockey games. And then we, and we'd hook up again in the summer and play lacrosse again and uh, go to, go to Rexdale park every day. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, play so we just, we just developed the, developed this bond through lacrosse and, uh, and went all the way up through junior, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and then, uh, Eric continued his hockey career and, you know, uh, I thought, I don't think, uh, people realize that, you know, he was a top level goalie in, in the, in the OHA playing junior A hockey. Yeah. And so again, he was living in Sudbury and, you know, I'd go up there and visit him, uh, take a road trip and go up and stay at his place. Uh, you know, once or twice. And, uh, and then big Al would grab me on the weekends and we'd go up with Josie in the car, the old, uh, what was that? What was the, the Polaris? Yeah. The, the yellow Polaris or something. Yeah. And, uh, we'd go up to watch Sudbury play and, uh, and big Al, you know, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, he had a, a tremendous influence on me and, uh, you know, a lot of it in a good way and some not so good, but we go up to, <laughs> up to Sudbury we walk into the game and he'd be like well, where's where's the uh where's the beer hall and we're, we found that beer hall and we're we're right to the beer hall you know and Josie had a seat in the stands and big Al and I are in the beer hall pounding them you know <laughs> I never and, knew that actually yeah it was, it was down the end behind the behind the net you know and yeah. we'd be down there and uh, I don't know we just we just had a great friendship and uh, that's lasted forever since we yeah. were 10 and we're not 10 anymore, you know, and, uh, yeah, and sure. uh, yeah, it's just different things and ups and downs that, that we've both had uh, in our lives. And we've been there for each other, you know, and uh, not haven't really lived close to each other for decades, you know? Yeah. And uh, so when Eric was on his boycott, you know, uh, per- period, periodically, you know, every couple of years, I would end up over at Eric's place yeah. after the weekend. 
and I'd be hung over as hell and yeah. just head over and have dinner with Eric. And, you know, I didn't even want a beer at that point, you know, <laughs> grab a water or whatever. And I'm like, you got to play in this thing. You got to play in this thing. You know, and I, I would just tick chip away at it and, and then was happy as hell when he finally came back to me. But the lacrosse, was over. <laughs> yeah, but he was a hell of an athlete. Like the yeah. lacrosse, he was amazing. You know, he, he was amazing. And, uh, and then in hockey, like it was crazy. So I, I think as a kid, I really looked up to him. And then all the things we did at his house with, you know, his, his dad and they, 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 you know, his dad owned this old Hillman Manx car. Um, and, and we, we spent a whole summer fixing that thing up and getting it to run. And, uh, and, uh, you know, and other stories, you know, we had a couple other guys that we hung tight with Kirk McKenzie and, uh, and Kenny Brewett, we, we yeah. formed a company called Mech Mowers, which was M-E-K-K. And we, we had business cards, which Big Al was a printer. So he printed up us business cards and, you know, Mike Donnelly partner or whatever it said on it. <laughs> you know, we used to cut, we used to cut lawns in the summer, head over there to, you know, behind the uh, Remos. Near Remos. Yeah, yeah, right at Remos, yeah. Up and down the street, knocking on doors and cutting lawns for five bucks or whatever it was, you know, yeah. and uh so, you know, uh, great, great, great stuff, great bond, but back to your, I think your intro was lacrosse and that's where a lot of the guys that are in Dom day, uh, first met each other, you know, and, uh, blossom from there. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, maybe for you, just kind of looking back, obviously at, you know, Rexdale and your times with the Rexdale warriors, like what are some of the, the memories that kind of jump out for you? Uh, as a part of that, we've talked to various members who who'd play, but what are, what's your perspective? Well, there's there's no doubt. I mean, it is it is those lifelong friendships that that we did form with lacrosse, and um, but a couple of highlights. I mean, we did win some some great tournaments, but the biggest the the biggest year that we had was when we were 14 years old. We were Bantam, and we did have that amazing team that never lost. And then our parents and how the hell they did this, you know, Big Al and Mr. Self and you know Bert how they arranged a trip that we went right across Canada, you know, that we went on a train, we stopped in Winnipeg, Edmonton, how many places in, in Vancouver, in uh, BC, Donnie, five, six places yeah. that we played in, <clears throat> in BC. And we never lost, <clears throat> excuse me, we never lost a game all year, you know, the, you know, in, in Ontario, in all across Canada, you know, we didn't lose a game. And, you know, we, we went on this train trip, and then we flew home on a 747 that apparently was just invented at the time. It was like the first time a 747 was flying and, you know, there goes our team. Yeah, we ended up on this thing. But what, what, what just that whole bonding of that trip from these guys were just lifelong friends. And, and it's just I still have no idea how, you know, Big Ellen and the parents organized it. Like there was no internet, there's no, you know, how did they find these people? And in every city that we went to, we actually stayed at people's homes, you know, that we, we were billeted and it was great. It, I mean, it was a, as a 14 year old, it was, you know, an experience that we, you know, we just wouldn't, you know, you'll never, never forget for sure. So, but, uh, and then the other one was when we did play junior A, we were, we had that one series where we were like one goal away from going to the finals, I think. Donnie, you might remember when we lost to Peterborough in game seven by, you know, by one goal. 
but like Pine Point was packed. I mean, you couldn't get in and people were lining down the streets to, to come in. And I mean, there's our community, there's Rexdale. You know, the support we had was just phenomenal. And, you know, unfortunately we let them down and we lost, but it was exciting times, you know, and we were so close to, you know, having that, that to get to the finals and get to the Minto Cup would have been, you know, been amazing. But we had a great year. That was, that was a lot of, that was, those are my two big memories from, from lacrosse for sure. So. That's awesome stuff. So, I mean, Donnie talks a bit about, you know, uh, your various, uh, you know, athletic uh, success, you know, playing in Sudbury for, uh, for hockey, you know, being a Rexdale warrior, but one of your athletic highlights has to be Dom Day hockey in the big win when you backstop the old guys, the dinos, to a victory over the Utes in the return of the 10 men cup. Why don't you tell us a bit about that from your perspective? Well, it was, it was one of those things that when you actually really got on the ice and you saw who we were playing against and who I had on my team, it was like, like, this is, this is going to be a shit show. And I'm going to die at the end of the, you know, this hour and a half that we were playing. It's like, I can't believe that we're, we're even thinking about doing this, you know, this men cup and the Utes against us, the old guys. It was, but you know how it happened and how we won. It was totally, it was amazing. Like it was, it was a highlight. There's no doubt about it. I think it was just by one goal or something, but you know, just to see the reaction of the youths that we actually kicked their ass was great. So that, that was a lot of fun. That, that certainly was a lot of fun. So, well, uh, as somebody who was on the opposing end of, of that, that game, I don't think anybody saw that coming. And I think a year later we tied you guys too, which was almost just as bad. We had a year to prep after. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, after, after you beat us, but. Uh, I think the craziest thing is also you don't play regularly. Like you don't play men's league. Like you come in uh, cold for these hockey games. It's like once a year he plays in the, the men cup. It's like, yeah, that's, that's it. I just play once a year. That's it. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to burn out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think the one thing that, you know, for me, that's always kind of stood out is, is your, your goalie style. I mean, like yeah. for the youths, the reason I think we, we lost is we're not used to seeing a stand-up goalie, so we don't know what to do. Right. So it took us a couple years to get used to a goalie who doesn't play, play the butterfly. I don't know, Dizzy, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, Dizzy, Dizzy's got some. It's just shooting at a dartboard. Like you can aim for the corner, but that might be where he's diving. You have no idea. Like he's not going to be where he is. You just, yeah. I mean, not that different than what I did for any goalie. You just shut your eyes. And you, you go, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, Dizzy, nobody was relying on guys like me and you to carry the load and score in that yet that night. So <laughs> no, it was fun. So uh, that's good stuff. What about I, I do have a Sudbury Wolf story though. I, I do have yep. to tell you a Sudbury story. And I don't know if Donnie knows this one or not, or, but it was, it was my very first game, you know, that I was playing in Sudbury. And I don't know if you guys know, but Joe Bowen, he was our, Joe Bowen was our play-by-play guy. So, you know, it was nice to know, you know, a guy like Joe. Every time I see Joe, he always comes up with the same thing. And, you know, he goes, Niskanen, he said, you know, you and I saw a lot of good hockey in Sudbury. He said, but the thing is, you had a lot better seat because you were on the bench the whole time. <laughs> so so uh, he, he rides me all the time. So my so my very first game that I'm going to play in, play for Sudbury in junior. And you know, you got to think about this. Like, you know, you're excited. You made it. You, 
you've got some, I mean, we had 12 guys from that team that ended up playing pro, you know, with like we had Mike Felino and Ron Duguay and, you know, these guys, uh, Dave Hunter won three Stanley Cups with Edmonton. So there were some, you know, some good hockey players. So we go into Windsor and the place is it's an old barn at the time. And there's like four or 5,000, you know, blue collar guys just drunk out of their minds and just one of these games that, and you know we're we're going in and I'm nervous as hell and it's like okay you know we, we got this no problem so at the end of the first period you know our team we're winning seven one and this is like okay I can breathe this is awesome you know this is a good team no problem crowds kind of going you know booing the other team at the end of the second period it was eight all <laughs> and I couldn't stop a beach ball. I couldn't stop nothing. I mean, I, the only goal I do remember, a guy scored from center ice. He, truly, oh. he dumped the puck in. It did one of those <laughs> stupid bounces, and it goes in. So now it's like, I effing I, I can't believe it. It's like eight all. So now we go into the third period, and this is the best part of the story. Is, so when it gets to 10-10, <laughs> I finally get yanked when it's 10-10. They put in Jimmy Bedard, and Mike knows Jimmy. I mean, he was a he was a good goalie, played pro, made, made it to play Washington, but a bit of an arrogant, you know, person. And uh, so it gets to go 10-10. He goes in. He lets in one goal. We lose 11-10. He got the loss, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so my record was 6-0 in Sudbury. I didn't lose a game, <laughs> even though I got pulled at 10-10. I didn't lose that game. Now, Bedard didn't talk to me for, he didn't talk to me for at least two weeks. Like he was so pissed off. And it was his, <laughs> draft, it was his draft year, you know, so he was really into this, you know, stats and everything else and, you know, wins and losses and what have you. So that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So that I, just to finish it off, because there's a Rexdale component to this. So my next game that I play is in Sudbury and it's probably by that token, probably four or five months later, I'm not sure, but <laughs> My next start, I, I go into Sudbury and, you know, I think the crowd is even thinking like, uh oh, you know, we're, gonna, we're gonna not going to do so well. So Jimmy never had a shutout in three years if he played, you know, with Sudbury. And now I'm actually like a minute, minute and a half left in the game. I did stand on my head. I actually did play very well. And I'm like a minute away from getting a shutout. It's like, oh, my God, if I get this shutout, I can't believe it. You know, Bedard doesn't have one. So two man breakaway down the ice on me. I stopped the first one and who gets the rebound? Kevin Kittery gets the rebound no. and put the puck in the net. So a guy that we play lacrosse with a buddy from Rexdale, he's the one who broke the shutout. I was so pissed off, <laughs> so, but we did win. And I was second star. So I redeemed myself very quickly after that. But, uh, Bedard, Bedard was cheering for them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When Kennery on the bench, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a, he was a dick though. I knew him from the hockey schools down here, and he wasn't loved. No, yeah. no, he's 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 a he's a different cat for sure. Yeah. Good yeah. goalie, and you know he, he ended up being a, an all right guy, but he never taught me nothing. So we we, we should send him the link to this. Is he still around? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and now you know now that Kennery's kid is an NLL referee. Oh, yeah. Is he? I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Kennery's kid is is uh yeah, he he refs in the, the NLL. Oh really? Yeah. Kevin's yeah. kid. Oh, okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, he oh. came up to Danny at a face-off one time in Colorado and said, 
is your dad from Rexdale? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? you know, they, yeah, they were right around the corner from us, right? So small world. There's a lot, there's a lot of those conversations. People yeah. shaking, <laughs> shaking, shaking their head. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know him. <laughs> and, and just, oh, to, just to go back onto the, like the Sudbury Rexdale thing, what's, what's kind of an interesting fact is, I mean, obviously we have some amazing athletes in, in Rexdale. Like there were some great, great, you know, athletes that we have, obviously, you know, Oh, and he just showed up, one of them, you know, the guy who, who uh, with Babe, you know, playing in two sports and doing really well. I mean, we had some guys, I mean, myself playing, you know, for junior A and, and hockey in Sudbury in two different positions. And we had, obviously, Dennis, you know, play junior A, Maruk in hockey and, and, and in lacrosse. And we had Gary Carr, who was a goalie in, in hockey as junior A and also junior A lacrosse. And then Jim Petty was another guy you know, who played, you know, but two different positions and two different sports is junior A. And that's, that's pretty amazing, actually, when you go back and especially these days, like everybody plays one sport and that's it. Like they're, they're, they're not allowed to play that second sport. It's ridiculous, but Rexdale had some amazing athletes, you know, it's true. <laughs> now I don't forget Larry Goodenough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He may, he did both. Right. He was, yeah, that's right. I did forget him. I knew there was somebody else. I think there's, and there's probably more. I don't know. But yeah, Larry was really good. So, you know, played uh, for Excuse me, host Justin. Who's the old guy that just joined the call? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you okay. get your other bulb fixed and you'll figure it out? Oh, you had to fucking go there, didn't you? You had to fucking go there. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, anyway. that's that's funny stuff i mean eric i mean the one thing i take away from all this you know talk about your athleticism i think 24 year boycott wasn't enough after uh, you know high level goalie rexdale warriors all this sort of stuff and those fuckers still drafted you last i i think it would have been at least a 30 year boycott if that was me yeah yeah it was bad it was it was bad going that low for sure we're, we're glad to have you back though um so so one of the other things, though, that I know you you brought up is so despite all this history of being a great athlete, there is some critique uh, at, on your catching abilities. Um, who 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 is the uh, origin of that that critique? Would you say? I think they're in the middle of the screen there. So <laughs> so, so Atlanta Jordan, why don't you kind of obviously you know you weren't around when your dad was this you know suave lacrosse and, and goaltender but now apparently there's there's some catching critiques why don't you, you share that with us well maybe i was depending on the math i've been doing at this show but uh, uh no that catching critiques i mean really it comes to watching him crack a fly ball and the constant flapping of his glove where i just noted this it's like a nervous tick and so you know, when the, when the ball's in the air and it's coming towards him, it's as if, you know, flapping the glove together back and forth gets the ball to his glove quicker or something. But, uh, but uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy watching uh, those easy pop-ups that uh, are turned into a little misadventures during Dom Day. Those are my favorite. <laughs> and Alana, is that, what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, your dad's athletic talents these days? We give him our time, but like Jordan said, but it's like literally, every single time he stops the ball with the freaking gloves after all that right like next on day watch the slapping whatever he does but he's gonna stop it on the hot corner so it's like you know he wins just, on that battle they yeah stop laughing they stop yeah. laughing now when i make the, the next so. the next one which i know is not on our script notes watch how he pushes the ball when he throws it from third to first <laughs> like a shot put 
<laughs> well, that's because he knows his first baseman can't catch. <laughs> it's a tough, tough crowd here. Hey, no, and now you probably because you didn't play those first 24 years, but Davey Burnett used to catch like that. He had the flapper going, right? Oh, and did he, he really? Would, uh, yeah, and it was always a bit of an adventure because sometimes it would the ball would go when it was closed <laughs> and, and bounce off. But D- Davey was famous for that, that glove doing 100 miles an hour opening and closing. Yeah, the flapper. Okay. But you have the last lap that like, every time watched, like, like you always get it. It is that goalie, like it is that goalie. You get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, at least I stop it. I stop yeah. it. So. And and you got two championships and a 2018 Muck Cup. So got, you know what? I got them up. Yeah. Kids nothing, can't talk. I got them up. So nothing else like matters, that. right? At the end of the day. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All, all righty, guys. We're going to transition to the next topic. Is it's on Godfathers? I know uh, earlier in the uh, year we had another Godfather on. We had Howie come on and and we talked to <laughs> to to Dizzy about. Uh, his his godfather but there's a connection on on this call here um who wants to go with this one who wants to lead it off well i i, I think i guess i'll go because i you know i would think donnie and i are probably the worst godfathers that there are um donnie and i'm probably a little bit worse than he is donnie is the um, is the godfather for alana um but he was there when when uh she um, she had hers, and then I'm the godfather for for Evan. And Bert had to stand in for me down in Baltimore when it was when it was his time. But you know, as as godparents, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want anybody other than Donnie to to be the godfather for for Alana. I mean, in, in being in on seriousness and and uh, other than her the drinking skills that he's taught her, but <laughs> everything else. I mean, it is it's just we don't do nothing, you know, as godfathers. <laughs> We do shit. So it's like, so we are deemed the, the worst godfathers that there are for sure. So yeah. we have a, one of the, one of the, there's some great Dom day pictures from whenever, when, when Evan, I think it was Evan's first year and we have the four of us there together and uh, it's yeah. a good, good photo, but you know, we would, Eric and I would always joke about it. You know, <laughs> the worst godfathers ever, like, you know, I, you know I, I think there had been years apart when I hadn't seen Alana and, you know, like, <laughs> And then, yeah. you know, uh, Eric, I don't know what came up, but you could, you couldn't even make it to the, to the, to the uh, <laughs> baptism, you know? And so, yeah. 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 I, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, yeah. I yeah. was, you know, just sloughed it. I sloughed it. I went to baseball camp, I think. That right. Was, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, maybe you know, Alana, I was going to say, maybe Alana, you could jump in and just give us your perspective. Like, what are some things that Donnie's taught you as a godfather? I think we're forgetting the most important one. Dad tried to start with it, but it was mostly teaching me about golf and how to fix carts that are broken and and on that, you know, the broken down type of golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> Dad, seriously, the first time I ever heard about that uh, was with Mike at one of the one of the parties, but um, and still, I know it's on a couple of these podcasts, but still a crowd favorite, Mike, in terms of yeah. uh, drink. Yeah. Um, rotated a little bit to Fireball, but the broken down golf cart still a favorite. But oh, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's more because yeah, they're a pain in the ass to be made, right? Yeah, like you got to kind of mix some stuff. And we can, we can, we, 
and we could never remember. Wally was the only guy who knew what was in them. Remember, Coach? <laughs> Every where, where? year. Every year. What the fuck's in those things? <laughs> well, the, I guess the question I have, though, is if Donnie's, Donnie's Atlanta's godfather, who's Jordan's? Is it Tinker? Who, who is it? <laughs> Great question. No, it's <laughs> It's Cracker. It's Kenny. Oh, because yeah. 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 All right. Fair enough. Yeah, it is Cracker. So, right? I think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. <laughs> I'm back to Bertrand. No, no obviously, obviously, it's a big thing in the Niskana family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Donnie, aren't you honored? It means yes. a lot. It's just, yeah, yeah there's no words, Mike. No words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good that stuff. Crack, yeah, Kenny is for sure. <laughs> you just look it up. Yeah, yeah, Donna wrote it on a piece of paper. Uh, it's either yeah. Kenny or Fergie. I yeah. guess one of them. <laughs> Whoever was the Mup Cup winner of the year, George Horn. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good stuff, guys. So, guys, we're going to transition now and talk about a, a bit of a Christmas uh, tradition in the in the Niskanen house that was hosted by Big Al. But, babe, why don't we start with you? And and because I know you weren't around here when we talked about kind of Big Al and, and the lacrosse stuff. But why don't you jump in and give us some of your thoughts on Big Al? Uh, Big Al was the greatest. I mean, far beyond being the best coach I ever had, he was just one of the greatest guys. And anybody who ever played for Big Al loved him and played hard for him. And I mean, you know, you talk about today's environment of sports and how you need all these coaching certificates. You got to take this course and that course, which I mean, it's good. Big Al was a guy that you wanted to play for. And I mean, he should have ended up coaching the junior A team in Rexdale for the Warriors. But, you know, there's a lot of controversy on, oh, you know, this guy's got this certificate. This guy has this. And that's who they end up putting in. But they should have put in Big Al because guys love playing for him and they always played harder for him. And he always has a special place in my heart. I can tell you that. And just one of the greatest guys around. But I know you're going to get into the Christmas Eve stuff and the colors and how much fun that was and being a young kid, you know, I think the first time I went over for uh, Christmas Eve, I was like 14 and I had one of big Al's colors. I, I think I lasted two colors and I was done. <laughs> and Case and Donnie and Chuck were putting on some play and, and they were singing and I was, I was sweating. I, I wasn't even in the sauna at that point. I was starting to eat. I mean, that's the, who knows what was in it, but it was, it was tasty. I grew to like it over time though. I did. <laughs> well, it, it was funny. I mean, th th those parties like that, that, you know, Big L's basement, you had to understand too, was like, I mean, it is a, it is a picture from the 70s show, you know, when you go in and you see like, <laughs> yeah. hey, it's an unfinished, there's, you know, paneling is on one wall. And, and I just, I swear to God, when he did this, when Big L made his bar, he took a skill saw to the one of the walls that we had that was just, it was just plywood. The wall was plywood. He took a, a, a skill saw, he put in a hole big enough for a bar and then built the table on the other side of the, of the hole. It said, there's my walk up bar guys. Okay, let's go. So, <laughs> so, and, and his colors, I mean, the way he made colors, I'm sure the recipe is like three quarters of pure alcohol then he would have like a, a quarter of cherry syrup or whatever. If it was green, it would be a mint syrup or, and then a little bit of food color. <laughs> and that was it. But it was like, mostly it was straight, pure alcohol. And that was the name it, of the drink, colors? Because oh, you had to have, yeah, he made like a liqueur, 
but he made every color. He made a green, a red, a blue, a brown. So when you came, you had to have the full rainbow. If you didn't have the full rainbow, one of each color, then you weren't allowed back, basically. So, you know, and then you puke your guts out and then you're welcome back. So it was, but the colors were, were crazy. And then the show that these guys put on, you know, the Christmas show, and I think, you know, Al McRae might have touched on it before one of the other podcasts, but, you know, when these guys came, the crowd that ended up coming to this place, you know, to our, my dad's house. And again, there was no room, you know, you're talking about a you know, 20 by 20 unfinished basement and you know, there's all, there's parents, there's kids, there's 14 year old kids coming, you know, and then there's, you know, four or five guys come in and put on a show. Like it's just the, the different shows that they put on were just totally amazing. And they don't even know what they did, but they did pretty good. So they don't remember what they were Mike, Mike and everybody else, but you know, it was, it was amazing. So, yeah, so we we would sit down my basement, um, yeah. and and Al and Case would come over and uh, and we'd put on Christmas music, like upstairs. I had to go upstairs and put it on the. Geez, what did you call that? All those things everybody had. Remember with the with the record player in it, a big, you know, it had the big speakers or whatever. I, I don't, you know, so it was yeah. the thing. It was the hot thing at the time. But and then Bert had wired up a couple speakers downstairs. So I would just go up and put on an Andy Williams Christmas album, right? <laughs> and then we'd be downstairs. And as each song came on, we'd start making up words, like, you know, just words to the song. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, we'd be, we'd be into the beers a little bit and gag, gag. My grandmother was sitting upstairs in the, in the rocker, just laughing and, you know, having a good old time. And, and, uh, and we'd be making up songs and then, uh, at some point in time, so and then I we did it one year, and it was awesome. And we did, and then the next year we're like, ah, let's you know, I'll tell Eric we can't we can't make it, you know, we're not coming, whatever stuff like that. So meantime, we got ready and did it, and we showed up. And then I mean, we must have did it for a good five years, Eric. Yeah, I think or, yeah. four or five years. Yeah. Yeah, and so. uh, as as Eric said, the basement was packed, yeah. and we come <laughs> down and we'd have some stupid, we'd dress up and I don't know like something we grabbed from Bert's or Franz or Gag's closet. And, we, we, you know, <laughs> Al, Al comes in, McCray comes in a diaper. Then you have him as yeah. the diaper, the one time. The baby Jesus, the baby yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so, so the, the best part too was, so my mom would always make these big, big meals, you know, and, and everybody after, you know, after the show is over, then everybody goes upstairs and, and has all, I mean, pizza, lasagna, whatever, like she put on a big spread. So this, this one year, you know, we're there and people are gathering downstairs. My mom's kind of, so we're, okay, what time are they like, coming? I went, no, I'm not sure, mom. I mean, who knows what these guys, whatever. So she, well, I just need to know when to put the food out, get it all warmed. And yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. You know, they'll be here soon. And so, you know, the whole night and then it, they never showed up. <laughs> so that was the end of it you know my mom was so pissed because now it's like midnight and all these people are there waiting for this show and she's like okay do I put the food out and I'm going not yet mom don't worry they're gonna be here soon gonna be here soon it's like okay well I think once it gets to 12 30 I think it's done maybe I should put the food out because people are leaving now and I don't want to be stuck with all this food <clears throat> So, so that was the end of it. That was, that actually was the end of Christmas, of Christmas Eve. And, but then, then we get there and the colors, which were just, as Eric was explaining, Big Al made these liquors 
and he had each one of them in a clear bottle, you know, yeah. so you could see the green, the the gold, the you know, whatever. And he'd be like, "Okay, what do you want now? Ah, give me a green one, right?" He'd pour <laughs> all these little shot glasses, and he'd fire back a a yeah. green. Ah, give me a red one, you know, give me a gold one or whatever. And and then I would I freaking walked home from your place, you know, after yeah, yeah. after that, just gassed. You know, yeah. <laughs> and in some and some of the coldest weather, you know, you get home, your nostrils are frozen, and you know, get up the next day, I felt like crap at the Christmas. You know, we're unwrapping presents, <laughs> but it was it was just. It was, uh, and Orton or Atlanta, I think you guys have got to start bringing the colors to the field. I think it'd be great. Yeah, Maybe just start with an assortment of like three or four. Yeah, I yeah. think it'd be excellent. Christmas colors, let's do it. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. We got to make them too. You can't buy them. We got to make it. Yeah, yeah that's what it. I mean. Yep, one hundred percent. We'll have to try to figure out how to make them. Great, grain, grain alcohol yeah. and a little yeah, bit yeah. of ju- grain, juice. Yeah, that's it. Just a little bit of syrup and coloring. Yeah. Maybe so, maybe it's a Saturday afternoon uh, new tradition to bring back the dog day. But yeah, yeah. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The other part too was so after this is really funny. My sister told me I didn't even know this, but after um, or I forgot, but the year after my parents moved to Mississauga, so they they've left Rexdale, and on Christmas Eve, you know who shows up? Chuck showed up. Galliagra <laughs> showed up at Big Al's with a two four. <laughs> And he knocks, he knocks on the door to, okay, I'm here. You know, and these people are like, who the hell are you? So, but come on in. You got a two for it. Come on in. So, but Chuck, Chuck would told my sister, said, no one even told me that they moved. <laughs> and now you got to, you got to just tell the listeners and I would never experience it, but how your dad would order a pizza because it, it was pretty famous, right? Like how, you know what Colin was saying about, you know, Bay and Mike too, saying about how Big Al was like this character guy. I mean, you do have to understand, he never played a game of lacrosse, had no idea about the, about the game at all. And he just learned, I don't even know how he learned, you know, but, and he would, he would have his practices, like when we played on all his teams, he used to smoke cigars and, you know, you see guys now with their chalkboards and, you know, all their manuals and everything. My dad would have the practice. He'd come home from work, you know, his blue collar job. And he would, he would show me his practice. He goes, okay, here's what we're going to do today. And he had it written on the back of his cigar package. So he said, at work today, here's what I decided. Here's what we're going to do. Does it make any sense? And I'm like, sure, dad, you're, you know, whatever. But so we would have these team meetings, you know, ever since, I don't even remember how old we were, but, you know, he would say, okay. And a team meeting was strictly, it was, well, beer and pizza. So we would have the, you know, he would order from Parisi's and he ordered so many from Parisi's that he could actually just phone them, say, hey, how are you? Thank you. You know, hang up the phone. And in 20 minutes, there's a party size pizza delivered to his house. No name, no nothing, no size. Just, he just say, hi, how are you? Okay, thanks guys. You know, hang up <laughs> the phone and, and the way it shows up, you know. And I mean, we did have an amazing time in that basement just with, you know, it'd be the night before a big game and we're, you know, we're drunk and eating pizza. And, <laughs> but, you know, as Colin said, we all, we all played for him because he was a character guy. He just knew who the character guys were. So, you know, that was, that was it. But, and know, he was, he was, he was extremely, you know, he was extremely good at bringing the guys together and forming a team, you know, which, which I know had an influence on me and, and a lot of other guys, you know, and so a lot of the things that he did, you know, 
I ended up doing decades later, you know, and uh, huge influence just, just the way he was. I mean, he was a guy you just didn't want to let down, you know, and uh, he, he made us have so much fun and whatever that, you know, going out to play lacrosse was fun. You know, we just, we just had fun and he, we had all these trick plays and, you know, we had, you know, he loved that shit. He loved that shit. You know, and we just, you know, where's another coach? God, these days they'd shut you down and they wouldn't even let you do whatever, but he'd be like, you know, we had one guy, Billy Bigwood had this stick that had a, had a pocket and it was like 10 inches deep before they made the rules, you know, and, and, and he would take, what do we call the bag stick or something, Eric, or yeah, I don't know yeah, what it was. Yeah. And we'd send, he wouldn't use it all the time, but Big Al would send them out there with it. The donkey he, play. Didn't he call it a donkey yeah, play? Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we get Billy the ball and he's got this big, big ass pocket and whatever. And he's running down the field or the, 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 box. the rink. Yeah. And he, he'd wind up and take the shot, you know, full motion, whatever. And everybody turn around, look for it, the goalie and whatever. And then Billy would walk in and just put it in the goal, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, not, they had no it was a full shot. It wasn't a fake. It was yeah. like a full shot and it just stuck in his stick. You know, <laughs> then I think he would pull the strings and go up and throw it in the net, you know, but Big Al loved, loved that stuff. You know, and I do believe we were one of the first teams to do the hidden ball trick. For yeah, sure. we, we did the hidden ball trick where, you know, someone goes down the floor pretending they got the ball and, you know, somebody else is sneaking in behind and they, they're the one who has yeah. it. Nobody can see. And I'm sure we were like one of the first teams to do. Yeah. That. I mean, we, we did it in, in Bantam. We did it in out of, out of Chinkuzi. Um, at Bramley out there. And then I remember the sh- there was a shot and it went back to Schwepsey and Schwepsey came out and got the ball, you know, just right in front of his net. And I went back and, and with my stick and he, he, he went like this and put it in like fake, like he was putting in my stick. And I took it and ran all the way down, you know, and meanwhile, Schweppes had the ball and he started sneaking up, sneaking up the rink. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was all the way almost to the corner, still faking or whatever. And Schweppes just threw it in the net from like 40 feet out or something, you know? Yeah. So he loved that stuff. And for so. you kids to know, Schweppes was our goalie. So it was the goalie that ran up, ran up the floor and, yeah. uh, and dumped it in the net. So, you know, just incredible. We had some great times for sure. No doubt about that. So That's awesome stuff. So some yeah. great times growing up, uh, you know, from Christmas parties and, and athleticism to to great times all these years later at, at Dom Day. And obviously now uh, you're a part of it and I, but as well, your, your kids are a part of it and, and have, you know, taken to this tournament in a big way and, and embraced it and become a big part of the group. So maybe Alana uh, and, and Jordan, I'll start with you two. Um, but what are some of the things like when you think about Dom Day, as far as your memories uh, over the last little bit, that really jump out to you? Maybe Jordan will let you go first on just some Dom Day memories that jump out to you. Oh man, I think obviously some of the earlier ones, um, and and uh, I think the the one in particular, the rain soaked one, that tournament. Uh, I guess that may have been 2014, 2015, and uh, being part of the uh, the Flyers and winning that. But just you know, that was maybe the one the one weekend of the year where it rained the entire time, uh, and and being able to win that championship, that was awesome. Um, you know, obviously all the stories uh, that, that go with Dom Day, uh, the Saturdays are, are just a lot of fun. And, um, you know, lately, I guess, being involved in the umpire scheduling and doing that <laughs> stuff, you know, uh, 
I think due to my lack of uh, attendance at some of the executive committee meetings, I got that role and that's okay. Um, but I remember, I remember doing, uh, I remember doing the first one and, and, and trying to pick some of the um, umpires and, and, but I didn't really know a lot of the names. And so, you know, I'm, I, I've got these directives of like, okay, no matter what, you know, don't let the Marooks, you know, ump the third baseline. Well, you know, you can tell it's late afternoon on a Saturday when the Marooks are standing in uh, left field. <laughs> and uh dodging line drives and, and and taking over the umpiring abilities so um uh, that was kind of my experience with that but i've gotten more comfortable and got into the swing of things with with uh, the umpire well well i think i mean i mean jordan your first year i think you you were you won the eddie milton award obviously for uh your role as the umpire in chief which 27 episodes of these we know normally the umpires don't get a lot of credit uh so i think that's a, a bit of a feather uh, in your cap on that that we gave you that um but i i think uh, the key is to not rest on your laurels because while in 2015 you were the uh the eddie milton winner you could just as easily become a goat in that, that role pretty easily but you've navigated pretty well since but um you know any any kind of stories i guess you have as far as being involved in the umpiring like have you ever had to tell anybody hey you're you're overserved maybe it's time for somebody else to to jump in oh i i think like i think the marooks for sure <laughs> i think they take they took control over that third base line but the first uh the first time that i was uh that I was doing it. And they're like, Hey, get out of here. This is our spot. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, all right, sounds good. And I'm like, you know, maybe three or four Don Bay's in and I can just like, you know, I'm just trying to avoid talking to you, Justin. And just like, Oh God, I'm just praying for not, please no controversial calls on third, like the one job I have and it could be ruined by, uh, by, you know, a terrible call. So, um, yeah, that, that those are those are some, uh, some not so fun memories, I guess. <laughs> well, I was going to say the good thing about Dom Day is nobody's overly competitive, so it's not like if you guys yeah, no, call <laughs> anybody else. Totally. Say anything. I will say though, I do remember one time Jordan was actually uh, umpiring a, a snappers game and and uh, would have been a, a playoff game, and I I thought for sure that our outfielder caught the ball and, and Jordan. Oh, had the, it. the trap, the trap, the buff trap. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I will still debate it, even though I actually now will agree it was a trap all these later, <laughs> years later, yeah. but I, uh, I definitely turned around and gave it to Jordan, Jordan a little bit there. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Diz, you want to jump in there? Well, I just want to say, Jordan, I really appreciate since you've taken over the scheduling of umpiring, not scheduling me for any game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's right. <laughs> I had one controversial call, and I remember being extremely hungover that morning, and I probably had acted like quite a fool the night before. <laughs> and and uh, every Philman and Woods boy came up to me and talked to me during while I'm umping, and I'm like, that's the one thing I know, like all the older guys are going to be mad about, like, don't fucking talk while you're umping. because like, you're doing something. And so I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there is a one big call and all I like, I'm, I don't, I ref hockey one year and I didn't call one penalty all year. So I'm not a controversial kind of guy and just let the kids play. But I had heard like umping, you're supposed to listen for it. Like you can hear the person hit the bag and you can hear the catch of the ball. So listen just as much as you're watching. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
then the call goes and I hear it and I make the call right away before I even thought about it. So it was an instinctive call and just let it go. Well, and then everybody from each side of the team is coming over and they're letting me have it. And they're just grilling me. And I'm standing there like, do you guys think I want to be fucking up in this game? Like, this is the last thing I want. I just want to hide right now. Like, I know I'm such an idiot. They just let me hide. They were going after me. And I just wanted that day to end. But I I really appreciate Jordan. You looked at me with sympathy that day. And you really haven't scheduled me since. And I I give you a nod. Yeah, I know. You've been removed from my Excel sheet. I can tell you that. (laughs) I was going to say, I I think a part of it as well, Dizzy, is, you know, there are a few guys who you really got to, you really got to schedule them in a certain window where they're not still drunk from the night before and not ready to get drunk that day. And, you know, unfortunately that one hour where you happen to be sober, usually the barbecue's open or you're playing a game. So it just, schedules don't work. So, yeah. And you don't, you don't, you don't want to be rough in a game that involves Frankie T or Nikki. And yeah, one yeah. of those. That's going to be a problem. That's that's going to be a problem. Sure. Yeah, Frankie T, Nikki, and a hangover. That's a deadly combo. Yeah, I put you in. A, I put you in a position to fail, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send me in a spiral. I'm still yet to get out of. Uh, that's good stuff. And and Alana, what about what about yourself? Obviously, um, you know, like I said, becoming a big part of the, part of the Dom Day. Uh, group good friends with the, you know the coach girls and and obviously but the, the offspring as a whole what are some of your kind of memories as you start you know look back at Dom Day? Hard to pick just one like I know we all say that and preparing for for the podcast and even when we're living it on the weekend but I think really it's just the friendships at the beginning that you, you never knew you were even going to make right in your life right you just go and you know it happens because as everyone's spoken to a dad at the beginning too everyone's just so freaking open. Right. And it's, I think we can all relate at least some of the kids, Justin, Jordan, Derek, like you can't even explain it to our own friend group that are outside of Dom day, because like, you know, I I've not heard yet of anyone trying to replicate it. So for me, it's hard to pick the one, one specific memory because it's the entire weekend, but it's really the friendships. Like you said, Justin, really the coach kids, Andrew, Candace, Amanda, size everyone on this call Mike Patterson's Cote that you know prior to Dom Day you know you never even for me imagined it right and then you had Mike Fuda and and the sick kids element and amazing grace and it's just basically everything that we all love right fun and sports and giving back so that's why I can't pick one I think that's why it's so special but um and also why we're just dying to get back (laughs) yeah that's for sure that's awesome stuff so Elena if you can't pick a memory maybe I'll make you pick one of Eric or Jordan, but when they're playing against each other, who are you and Donna cheering for? Ooh, that's a good one. We made it easy for you last year. They were both snappers, but uh, you know, when they're, when they're not, who are you rooting for? <laughs> I think we're one. babies. I think we're babies. You have to support Jordan or I'm a baby. <laughs> Why, yeah, wise I, think choice. They I think they like Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, answer for Donna. She would cheer for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you in my house it's a pretty easy decision as well yeah. i think moms always root for their sons pretty easily so yeah for sure awesome stuff so there's another story and we're just going to touch back on on umpiring again on a third base call um nai why don't you kick us off on this one well i mean there seemed to be there was a little controversy with uh, the call with futes and uh, i guess wally you know wally making the call but you know, I just got to go back to when I, my, one of my first 
times I played, you know, Dom Day, I'm not sure if it was Bear or it was Pete, but they said, Nye, when you're playing baseball, the most important thing for Dom Day is winning. That's all that matters is winning at, at baseball. So when the call came and Futes was asking, you know, whether I tagged him or whether, you know, I missed him, you know, I just, I had to revert to rule number one of Dom Day baseball. Winning is what counts. So the rule was he was out. He was called out. He's out. He was out. So, but I probably, I don't think I touched him nowhere near touching him. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think the worst part of that story was he slid, right? And so yeah. he cut up his entire knee, was called out in the semifinals. And, and I think that was the year of his first Stanley Cup. So he was like, here I have to go to all these Stanley Cup parties. And, and he's got all his leg cut up the entire time. So yeah. poor guy had to wear pants in 30 degree weather. Yeah. <laughs> got called out. He's bleeding like crazy and called out by Wally. That was the best part. So <laughs> and Wally wasn't going to change anything. So I wasn't going to say nothing. There's no way I was going to say a word. So. Again, revert to rule number one. Yeah. Winning's everything. So and it happened on Rager's Row too. It was just like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Babe actually said he saw that I did actually touch him. I think he I might have hit a sleeve or something, but I don't remember. You know, <laughs> at, whatever. So at the end of the day, the truth don't matter anymore. That's what yeah. that's what and that's, that's what we learned. History is written by the winners and I. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Awesome, guys. So we're going to get into one final story, Nye. Uh, I know there's a story that's special to you uh, about the Dom Day community um, and just what this tournament means. So why don't I uh, kick it over to you? Yeah, I, I do have to say, I mean, um, you know, it was when my about five years ago now, it'll be five years ago where, you know, my mom passed away. Like, I mean, to think about this the night before Dom Day, you know, and it was this is on the Wednesday and then Thursday. Um, you know, the guys, it, it's time to go. And, you know, my sister was like, she's, I know this is important to you. So I'll take care of whatever has to be taken care of. Just go, you know, and have fun. So, you know, the very, the first thing that happened obviously was the hockey game. And when we, we go out and play hockey and at the end of the game, you know, our team won and Mike was on the team and I'm thinking Mike's being Mike and we, you know, he brings everybody to, to center ice and he goes, guys, I want you all to put, you know, your sticks in the air. And I'm thinking, okay, that's what, you know, just because we won Donnie, I mean, we're, there's three people in the crowd. It's like, holy shit, you know, here we go. Donnie being Donnie, let's put our sticks in the air, you know? And as we all do that, and he goes to Josie, you know, this is a salute to my mom. And I tell you, that thing was so special, you know, that what he did, it was just, you know, I, I, can't, I can't even explain it. And the, the other part of that, that whole weekend, you know, the people coming over to, to give me condolences, our family condolences about my mom. I mean, so many people that I don't even, you know, some of them, I didn't even really know who they were, to be honest. And, you know, I, I just got to say, that's that's what Dombey is, to me, is just all about. It's this family. And, you know, for everybody who's listening out there, might not have ever said it before, but, I mean, to thank everybody for, for those moments. It was just truly, truly something special. And, you know, one I'll never forget. And it just was the best therapy that anybody could, could ever ask for when you lose somebody like that. So I just want to thank everybody and, you know, especially... Donnie, I mean, he, is, he does hold a special place in my heart and, and he always will. So thank you so much. But 
There you go. Some stuff, guys. We're going to get into some final words. Alana, why don't I let you lead it off with some final thoughts on Dom Day? That's a tough pivot. <laughs> I'm going to use Cote, my favorite line, one of the podcasts is when you jump in Cote and you say it's sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that killed me. But that basically sums it up, like silly stuff like that, right? Uh, I just said on, the, on that one, but what Dad mentioned too, um, I think for us, it's just basically what we never even, you know, thought that we needed in our lives, right? Which is what you get from, from friends and family. So um, for me, it's just that, that laughter of the entire weekend, literally since, you know, well, puck drop for you guys, but not for the females. Um, uh, <laughs> but the Friday onwards, it's just, you know, you can tell on all these podcasts and talking to, to all of us that it's just something that, you know, obviously in COVID, we all check back on life but something as important as this you just really see the void so for me it's just really uh the friendships that you never knew that I never know that I never knew I needed in my life and really miss those so can't wait to get back to the laughter and uh and seeing everyone in person and and again doing good for the world right like you combine those things and it's really unstoppable so super super cannot wait and excited awesome stuff Jordan final thoughts Oh man, I think honestly, just being here in this podcast makes me realize how much I miss Dom Day, uh, the <laughs>, laughs, the stories, just even the the, the baseball itself. But uh, but just seeing everyone uh, and and getting back to the to the Case Field, uh, you know, I just can't wait. And um, uh, it's 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 certainly something that just is long overdue. And so uh, I I really miss really miss that weekend um, on the calendar. Some stuff. Nye, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just been a, a totally amazing thing for me. I think one of my, my big highlights of Dom Day is when I see that photo that's being taken, you know, at home plate and it's all our kids, you know, and it's, the, it's, it's all, you know, all of our, and how many of our kids are there and the facts that how close that these kids are, that, you know, as friends, I mean, it's just totally so one of my touching moments is when I see that picture being taken and you see not only, you know, they were little at one time, but now here they are. And, you know, as far as you guys helping out and taking over and, and doing that part, we know it's going to be in good hands and it's, it's not going to end, but, you know, for sure, that's part of the big family is, and, and, you know, I think one year Alana might've had a party, <coughs> sorry, I get together <coughs> at her house and she goes, yeah, dad, I had all the, you know, the kids over at my house, like all, you know, the, the siblings from, you know, and, and all, uh, all the kids of, you know, uh, everybody there. So I think that's a, a highlight for me for sure. So it's what it's all about. Fantastic stuff. Kote, final thoughts. I, I love the Niskanen family. I, they're, they're, I'm, they're close to my heart. Um, I, I love visiting with them under the tent on the third base side putting a dent into their cooler and I will continue to do that every year. Um, they are Nye is, is, and Don are truly special. Obviously I have a longstanding relationship with nice brother-in-law, Kenny, who's a, who's a great guy. And uh, through all of that, I've been become very close with uh, Lana and Jordan and, and I love them. Love all you guys uh, tremendously. Your quality people have done a lot to, uh, to uh, assist Jordan and, or pardon me, a, a guys like Dust, Justin and that to uh, make uh, Dom Day better. So um, great to have you guys on and can't wait to see you in person. 
awesome stuff. Thanks, Kota. Donnie, final thoughts? Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I mean, when I, when I, I mean, who, who could ask for two better kids, you know, than this, really? I mean, you, you guys, Eric, you and Donna did a great job, uh, you know, raising two outstanding people, you know, and, uh, you know, like you were saying about how with the kids and all, that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we go way back as we talked about and, and Donna, we, we did, we didn't get off to a great start cause I missed your wedding, but, uh, <laughs> that was, that's a story for another day, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but just the the whole family and and my history with Eric and and uh, and his mom and dad and then and then now with you know Jake and Alana it's it's amazing and you know I miss those hugs and I miss those shots and I miss those dances and I miss you know I, I just miss it I mean I miss being around them and uh, I hope you guys are glad that you came on tonight and because uh, it does give us a little bit of a snippet into what we're missing and what we need to look forward to, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, sure. you, for, you kind of forget about it, you know? And so, um, it's awesome. I, but what, a, what an outstanding family. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. Just great people. And, uh, a big, huge part of Dom day that, uh, 24 years, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. got a lot of speaking so, up to do. So. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so but yeah no awesome so thanks for being here yep it was great thanks for having us for sure thanks for having us this has been great fantastic stuff guys just my my final thoughts i mean um you know nye is without a doubt one of my favorite people at dom day uh not many guys have won that wore the snapper jersey as often as nye as i actually think he holds the record i think he's We're played bad. for the snappers for for almost every year that we've had a team i i mean anybody who coaches you always have these guys that are for some reason just always on your draft list and it's never the guys on the top half it's the guys as you get into the latter half the the, the meat and potato, the core guys, the, the guys you want in the dressing room. And Naya has always been one of those pure snapper players. Um, so I've got a ton of respect for him. The guy's just, you know, great. Unfortunately, we haven't won a, any championships in the last decade, so we might need to reevaluate that someone. night. But, <laughs> but, but at least we still have a lot of, a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, for sure. um, huge uh, respect. After all the shit he said about your athleticism, he says that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I you know, I, I was sitting there thinking, you know, it's probably good if we downplay Nye's athleticism because I think he said he's a sixth rounder. I'm hoping when we're back, he's an eighth rounder. So that's yeah. when I can get a few other guys uh, before we have to pick them. But um, and then Alana and Jordan, I mean, we, we talked about it at the beginning. Like I went to high school with Alana and Jordan and, and to be quite honest, you know, we, we, we knew each other, but we didn't really know each other. And, and what Alana said, I think about not knowing the friendships you needed, I think is, is very fitting is, you know, how close I think we were in terms of living in the same neighborhood, going to the same, same high school, but not really having that connection. And then here we are all these years later because of a baseball tournament that our, our, our dad's plan. Like, I think that's the amazing thing about this tournament is it finds a way to, to bring you together. And, and I think, you know, Jordan and Atlanta are, are two people who, you know, I think Cote and, and Donnie have hit the, the nail on the head about just really embrace this tournament and become such a large part of it in such a short amount of time. I think it's easy for people like me who were at that field 
every year it's tougher when your dad boycotted it for 24 years and you got to come in as an adult and you know people have friends and and you know all that sort of stuff but to break in the way they did uh and become such an important part of that i i you know i'm 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 glad to say that they are my friends and, and, you know, despite the fact that we weren't getting, you know, close in, in high school, I'm glad we are now. So awesome stuff, guys. Uh, we'll leave it here for tonight. So for our listeners, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the Dom Day Tales podcast, and we'll see you next week. The bingo and the boys are getting stink all We think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night The glasses, they will tickle when our eyes begin to twinkle And we think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night With Irish Jim O'Connell, Dare and Scotty Jack McDonald There's Hunky Frederick Herzl getting tight, but that's alright There's Happy German Fritzy there with Frenchie getting tipsy And even Joe the Gypsy knows it's Saturday tonight Nell and Mary Ann and Mabel come to join us at the table And tell us how the bingo went tonight, we'll look a fright But if they won the money, we'll be laughing at the honey boys Cause everything is funny for it's Saturday tonight Yeah, the girls have out the bingo and the boys are getting stinkled We think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night The glasses, they will tickle when our eyes begin to pickle And we think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night Ah, play it We borrowed and recuperate tomorrow Cause everything is wonderful tonight We had a good fight We ate the deli pickle And we forgot about the nickel And everybody's tickled for it Saturday tonight The songs that we'll be singing They might be wrong but they'll be ringing And all the lights at town are shining bright And we're all tight We got to work on Monday But tomorrow's only Sunday Tomorrow they have a Monday For it Saturday tonight yeah, the girls in out the bingo and the boys are getting stinkle. We think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night. The glasses they will pickle when our eyes begin to pickle. And we think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night. We think no more of bingo on a Saturday, Saturday night.